0: This is The Consciousness Show, a show about spiritual growth, self-awareness, and the guide to taking roads less traveled, with your hosts, Reiki Masters, Marky and Paolo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, um, Whatever you guys are. Welcome to yet another episode of The Consciousness Show.
1: We are on episode 13. 13. Yes, But again, the goal is we will start recording our episodes without memorizing or at least being aware of what episode we are at. <laughs> yeah, we have to lose
0: count of these episodes. <laughs>
1: yes. Today's a very special show and episode and, and I would like to have this for the record because for the first time, of course, it's only it's only episode 13, but we are so honored to have our very first guest in our show. So yay! So, for today, it's a very special episode. We're going to stay true to our plans. If you listen to our previous episode and let us complete the Desire series, you may also go back to that. It's the Desire for Enlightenment. This time, we are going to open a new topic, but it's going to be extra special because for the first time ever in our show, we have our very first guest. So, but without further ado, let, let me also introduce our guest for today's episode. All the way from Singapore, ladies and gentlemen, this is Zai Navarro. Welcome to our show.
2: Hi Ma uh Pao. Hi Mark. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone listening to the Consciousness Show.
1: Yes, welcome. We're the luckiest to to be graced by your presence in our, in our show today. Because actually, when, when Bowen and I have been planning long-term, of course, and, and, and whatever's going to happen in our show, it's always been in our plans. So finally, we will start guesting our, our listeners or our closest friends, especially. Uh, one good thing about Zai, just a little background to all of our listeners around the globe is that this is coming from a 15-year friendship. Actually, Paolo, Zai, and I all met in one place back in 2005. April 25, 2005 to be exact. Yes. But that, that that date being said, it's it's nothing but a date. You know, it's just <laughs> no, 15 years ago, but we were just like, what? Maybe five or six years old then, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm not afraid to to tell everybody. I'm already thirty six. I guess. I, um, I think I'm always mentioning that every 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 episode, <laughs> it never fails for me to I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah. actually. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of. Well, I'm 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 proud of the age. Not so proud of the experience, but it all leads to where we are right now. And yes. yeah. one of one of the good reasons why. When when Master Paolo mentioned that we're going to have a guest for today and it's Zai, I was really thrilled and I really am very excited, excited to start this show for today because, not just because we've been friends for 15 years, so you can see how, how comic the show will be towards the end, but, you know, <laughs> it's really because we started differently. So our friendship, we started as if, you know, how... You can think of it as if like how teenagers are or maybe in your senior years when you start doing a lot of crazy stuff together we've experienced all those we've seen each other grow because after some time i mean when i when I resigned in in our work in the work where we used to be together us uh, Paula and zai it was only a few months and then zai shortly after followed and also applied in the in the in the the new bank that I was working with. So for a time, still, Zai and I were were very connected until a few years. But still, after a few years, Zai went her own way because a new opportunity suddenly uh, was grabbed by Zai, which is very good. And actually, that's one one good thing I like about Zai. She is always a go-getter when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to blessings. She is always a go-getter. She loves taking these calculated risks. Unlike many of those who may feel very troubled or challenged when it comes to taking risks, Zai is in the opposite. And that's how I put so much regard with, with the courage and the strength that she's always able to surpass when it comes to grabbing these opportunities. And so, um, Zai, uh, can you tell us a little background of what you do, and especially now that you're already in Singapore?
2: Thank you for the very long introduction, Marquis. <laughs> Okay, so now um, I'm working in Singapore as a digital marketing um, manager. I've come a long way from being a process executive to where Mm -hmm. I am am now. As you've mentioned, um, there had been a few ups and downs uh, through my journey of uh, doing what I do here. But as you mentioned, I always take calculated risks Mm -hmm. and as much as possible before I jump. I think of uh, a lot of things and consider possibilities. But then again, I always look at the brighter side of things. What can mm-hmm. go wrong? Or what could go right instead of what could go wrong?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty obvious because what I like about um, even if Zai is already in a different country and she's been here in, in, Sing- in Singapore for three years now. Yes, three years. yeah. yeah. But yes. our communication never stopped. Even if even if she's far away, no distance, no time. Uh, actually, what I like about our friendship, and even same as with Bao, is every time that we catch up, it's as if we only have seen each other for maybe like a day. It's It's as if nothing has changed at all. We're still the same old silly people. We may have different <laughs> careers, <laughs> may have different careers and different priorities, but still, it's as if nothing has changed. And that's actually a good thing when it comes to uh, your relationship with your friends. That's, I, I, I see I see so much beauty and, and so much blessing in that because sometimes, you know how it is, there are tendencies for you to feel like if you don't get to spend so much time just like how you used to, there are tendencies for you to feel a little maybe like lost track of, of how you're going to pick up from where you left off in terms of the time that you didn't spend together anymore. So very grateful for the continuous friendship. And uh, speaking of which, Later on, and as we are welcoming Zai in our show today, we have already set uh, the topic for this episode. And what will be our, our topic for this episode, Master Pao?
0: Yes, it is the very popular, mm-hmm. the Law of Attraction. Mm,
1: it's otherwise
0: yeah it's popularly known as the law of attraction Mm -hmm. but being what we are we call that the law of resonance
1: the law of resonance yes and we are also when we base it in when we call it the law of resonance although it's again popularly known as the law of attraction uh just do note that either it's a school of thought or it can be uh, a religious sect. I will discuss that and, and, and dig deeper on that later on. Or it can be literally how we all studied that back in college in psychology. There, there are only variations of how the idea will be presented, but it all boils down to one thing. It will still be considered as one of the universal laws. And if we're going to consider the universal laws, it's going to be the law of resonance. And I will I will share... Uh, two variations or two ways on how you will explain this universal law later on, but first, so again, welcome everybody. What, what can what's gonna happen in this show? Again, uh, as as I is going to be our special guest, we are also giving this opportunity. And remember how we always say towards the end of every episode that we would want to hear from you. This is also a good opportunity for... Because Zai, we are so happy that Zai is actually one of the contributors. When we check our analytics and we see they're in (laughs) in Singapore... (laughs) We always notice that, oh my gosh I'm i would like
0: to I would like to believe that because if you didn't mm-hmm. if you're not one of our listeners, then click on the subscribe button already okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely definitely, but you know what um what i what I really like about um us being able to check our analytics and we see other other countries. It's starting to listen to our show. It also gives me more motivation to really provide more quality content for our listeners. And that really pushes us, Master Power and I. And especially, we're finally in the part of our show that we are now, um, we can ask feedback or directly ask questions or, or hear thoughts. Of our one of our listeners, so this is going to be a very exciting
0: show. And so, what it, it, it mm-hmm. happens? That Zai is one of uh, Master Marquis' Reiki students. Yes, yes. recently. Uh, yeah, re- just recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. The Reiki journey. And, yes, and I've
1: and, been I've been wanting her to learn Reiki for a long time, but again, uh-huh. I'll offer. Uh, yeah, it's because you know how busy Zai can get as well, and just because. It was only. I want to congratulate Zai as well because it was only pretty recent as well. It was only that just this year that she got another promotion, and that meant that she will be extra busy again. And so it's understandable. It's understandable. But now, just because um, we are we are very lucky because we are given this special time with Zai, so we're gonna maximize our our special episode for today. Okay. So, okay, so without further ado, let's now fully discuss our 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 topic for today. But before we do that, any any insights first about the law of attraction, Master Pal?
0: Well, yes, um, you know how this law of attraction became very popular. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a brief history. You see, um, back in the early, well, 1937 to be exact, there was this book. Okay, and it's t- it's titled uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I- I'm sure you guys are familiar with it because it's still being sold. As of today, in the million, okay, and the, the author was Napoleon Hill, okay. Now in that book, he interviewed one of the most one of the richest Americans, mm-hmm. in the, sorry, during that time he was an American industrialist, and his name was Andrew Carnegie. Okay, so Andrew Car- in that interview, what Andrew Carnegie said to Napoleon Hill was, "Try to talk to other successful people like me. Okay, these are rich people. Okay, these are people you know." And see what they say. And then you get back to me. Okay. So, after that interview, Mr. Carnegie scheduled Napoleon Hill for different interviews with some friends he knows. Uh, like Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. Yes, mm. those names. Okay. And and you know what Napoleon Hill came to? Like, what his conclusion was after talking to everyone? He said, that our self-improvement comes out of fervent expectations. Mm. Now, he, di- he didn't call it the law of attraction of, uh, during that time. Okay? He just called it, called it the secret law or just the method for you to just become rich. Okay? The, 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 his goal was to become rich or his goal was self-improvement. You know, he, he didn't, it didn't really tackle any, anything that you want to have. At that time, it's just money. It evolved to what we know as the law of attraction today, thanks to the book called The Secret. Mm, the secret, yes. Mm. By Byrne. it's it's basically the same thing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it just expanded. Mm-hmm. But en- any some people who research about the law of attraction claims that this method actually existed since two thousand years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Years ago. Actually, even more than that, during the time of Egypt, during the time of here, Mistress Megistos. If you've seen the secret, the the documentary or even the book, mm-hmm. you know, Rhonda Byrne says that this method has, has been passed on since the Egyptian times and that people have been trying to hide it from the public.
1: Mm, mm-hmm,
0: it's mm-hmm. only now that we are so blessed that it's going out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people have been trying to use it.
1: Okay. Well, also, I'm, I'm so happy that you positioned our, our discussion in that matter because actually we are also, in a way, we will touch on what the concept of the secret or the book The Secret is all about. We're also gonna to touch on the reasoning behind how the secret actually works. But before anything else, we will we will remind the concept or let's strengthen or broaden the concept of the law of attraction or the law of resonance. Now uh We've always heard the law of, of resonance or the law of attraction everywhere, especially in these times. And you're correct. Master Pal mentioned that a lot of people are now focusing on this one. In fact, you would commonly it's it's true that you would commonly see this for the people who are very, very successful or at least made their mark. Whatever industry, whatever 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 line of business that you're working for or it's not just for business it can be in your career and it, it can also be in your passion these are the things that you would commonly see for these people one way or another they they have the knowledge of that book or the secret or the law of attraction it's not just about people thinking positively so there's really more to it than just being a positive thinker and let's, let's, let's go through it one, way, one by one but first um i would want to first introduce that this idea this the, the the idea of the law of attraction or this universal law has been called many things different different situations different school of thoughts different approach but again it all just boils down to one thing so in in the christian and the catholic faith we call it the golden rule so the golden rule and uh other religion may also call it as karma, so in Hinduism, this is what we call uh, the, this law, the law of karma. And in in science, scientifically, we also call this Newton's third law of motion, wherein in every action, there's always equal or unequal reaction. But we're going to we're going to uh, slice through that every every single detail that I have mentioned one by one, but. Through it all, it all boils down to one thing. It's always cause and effect. That's how it is. And let's, let's dig deeper. But before I continue, in the idea of law of attraction, but more so in the law of resonance, there are two ways of considering what the law of resonance is. The first idea is that light attracts light, darkness attracts darkness. So in short... Whatever light you resonate, it's the same energy that shall also come back to you. Whatever light you put out, may it be light or the opposite, it shall always come back to you. Similarly, this is the reason why it is also the main foundation of the, of the initial ideas I've mentioned earlier, like the golden rule. Because in the golden rule, we, all, we always say that do not do unto others what you don't want to be done unto you. And especially in the, in when we consider the law of karma. It's like you reap what you sow. It's always a case of that. Or in short, it literally is cause and effect. So that confirms that whatever action we do, in return, there will always be an outcome. But I mentioned that there are two ways of looking at the law of resonance, and that is the first. Now, what is the second? In which, in the second explanation of the law of attraction or the law of resonance, this is confirmed by by science. Because in science, We also know this as opposite poles attract. So you know how it is in the elementary days wherein we discuss how the magnet works and that when you put two magnets together, but not just two magnets, it has to be on the opposite poles. When you put them together, it will attract. Similarly, if you put similar poles together, it will repel itself, which in a way, uh, a a little contradicting when it comes to the first statement because light attracts light darkness attracts darkness but when it comes to the idea of similar poles in the magnet if you put similar poles together it will repel each other so what do we mean by this so when we focus on the idea of the opposite poles attract versus how it is with light attracts light darkness attracts darkness similarly the thing that we need to consider will be the term energetic qualities. Or what do we mean by the energetic qualities? It's simply how we describe an energy. Coming to a consideration, maybe two different people, because again, coming from the opposite poles, let's say an introverted person versus the extroverted person. Can they possibly attract or can can the relationship between an introverted and an extroverted person work? Now, Let's see how. When we consider the terms energetic qualities, it's as easy as knowing what the likes and dislikes of the person's, of the person are. So let's say, what will be the likes and dislikes of the introverted person? And what are the likes and dislikes of the extroverted person? Now, once we already know the likes and dislikes for both, the key is to number one, respect. And number two, Love both have to respect and love their likes and dislikes because loving is one thing but it's it's also another to respect the energetic energetic qualities of the other so when both know what the energetic qualities are and they both love they both respect those energetic qualities they will still attract their relationship would still work because one way or another If one party does not love or does not respect the energetic quality of the other person, one way or another, and naturally, he will eject himself and will still find either a similar energy wherein they resonate, and then we go to the very first explanation, light attracts light, or will find another opportunity for another opposite energy, but this time, they will both have to love and respect their energetic qualities for them to work. So... In this explanation, you will get to understand simply, let's say we are in a group. Let's say maybe Pao, Zai, and I were talking about one specific thing because this is our passion. In this case, maybe our favorite thing to do, maybe we like to go drinking. And and day in and day out, what we would mostly enjoy doing together will be drinking and and reminiscing all of our memories together. And then all of a sudden... There's this one friend of ours who will join our conversation, but who doesn't like drinking or who doesn't appreciate uh, taking a trip down memory lane and reminiscing the old times for whatever reason it may be. Now, naturally, if that, that next person who will want to join our conversation, one, does not love, and number two, does not respect either the agenda or the things that we're going to talk about, one way or another, naturally, this person will just eject him or herself because the things that we talk about or the the quality of the energy that we are producing is not something that they would be interested at, would not resonate. And then eventually you would find that the only ones who will get to stay or join that group will only be the ones who would either love and respect what we are doing and talking about or these are people who also are doing the same thing and resonate with what what our likes are. So basically, that's how it happens. And especially, you can look at it as the regular things that you encounter. Maybe if you have this group, organization, or maybe among your friends, it's either you have a common thing to enjoy, like a common denominator, like same passion, same love, same appreciation in one thing. It can be a hobby, it can be a passion and desire, or same beliefs. Or it can even if you don't share the same beliefs, the same activities, same hobbies, You have developed this love, this mutual love and respect towards each other's likes and dislikes. So this is how we will initially explain the concept of of the law of resonance. But then again, it all boils down to one thing. It just doesn't stop by either you resonate on the same energy or you love and respect your energetic qualities. The main purpose of this discussion of the law of attraction is the mindfulness of what you honestly attract and what happens if you are mindful or not so mindful with these actions. And this is actually the reason why we're going to talk about this. Because especially in in, in, in in these trying times we're in, because right now we are still in a time of pandemic. We are still experiencing... any um, community lockdowns, quarantine times in our in our especially in the Philippines. You if you're hearing this and if you're if you're in a different country and you're experiencing a lighter situation, I'm 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 very, very happy for you. But here where we are, it's still it's getting challenging every day. Now in a time where are in pressure with the time, with your commitments, with your plans, it's always at stake. It's always it's always going to pay off if you are someone who starts developing a more mindful nature. And that's the reason why we are opening this new discussion now. We are done with with our foundation. If you also haven't listened to our uh, first uh, six episodes, we talked about the Reiki precepts in which we talked about how to not be angry, not to worry, to always being honest and being kind and to always exude humility because this will be our foundation. Having those as the foundation, knowing and understanding what kinds of desires we go through, this is what we discussed in the 7th and 12th episodes. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to those episodes, we encourage you to listen to those so that you can also fully grasp how progressive this show will be. Now we've, we've reached the point we're in. Let's ask, are there really benefits when we talk about being mindful Let's say it's as simple as being mindful of your actions. And I want to I wanna give this opportunity to, to Zai, our, our guest for today, because it was only recently that Zai, I've also shared this in my Reiki workshop, in my Reiki class with Zai, and she was able to attend that. But I would want to know, was there a time, Zai, that you, were, let's say you were not very mindful of your actions, maybe your decisions, or your take, in your life and because we mentioned earlier you're always a go-getter was there a difference between you mindfully not calculating risks versus how you are now taking calculated risks was there a difference
2: yes Um, there's a big difference in what you do when you're mindful with what you have what you can offer versus just saying okay I'm gonna drop everything and just go It's very different in a way because when you take calculated risk, you consider, is it good for you? Is it good for the other people around you? Will you be able to be a source of happiness, of inspiration? Or will you be hurting somebody? Or will you be um, offending somebody in the process? Whereas when you just go and leave everything to chance, there will come a point wherein you will say that, oh, I should have, I should have done this, I should have done that. But more, more recently, right, and especially in my experience here in Singapore, when I left uh, the Philippines, it was all, okay, I am just going to go, look at how it unfolds. And as you mentioned, I did not go through the loss of attraction or resonance. So Um, Even if I I was more of gravitating towards just do it. So Mm -hmm. even if there are forces that may say, oh, you you don't because this is not the right way to go. With that, everything is a little hard um, Mm. from from what you do every day to what you think of. And then you realize, if uh, had I um, considered this, 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 and this, what could have happened? So after that, retrospection. So I thought about what I wanted to do next. Visualization. I do credit mm-hmm. most of my goals to visualization because mm-hmm. I've trained myself to write things that I want to achieve. So I set goals, I set things that I wanted to do. And at the end of that list, right, I have a section wherein. After everything happens to me, these are the people who I would like to share my blessing with or share mm-hmm. my experiences to so I was so even in in everything that I do, there's always who would benefit in the end
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: because your your fullness could benefit someone's emptiness and vice versa.
1: Oh, I love that I love that and you know what. I resonated a lot on the on on the things that you mentioned, but primarily, there there are a lot of things that you mentioned there. But I want to dig to, uh, dig deeper one by one. But the one of the things that really struck me the most is primarily the difference between being mindful of what the outcome will be. Will it be yeah. something that will benefit you and others, or it's it's the total opposite? Because you know what I I instantly thought that time is that. One thing is for sure, when the difference between you being mindful or not being mindful, if you are someone who starts the mindfulness exercise in in your thoughts, and your decisions, and in your actions, you are starting to focus on the greater good. It's not yeah. just about thinking about yourself. It's also a way for you to think of others, the situation, and the possible impact that there will be. There is already a huge difference in, in, at the very start of that because... Sometimes, and let's admit it, and I, I also came from that place and that that way of processing things inside of me. It's always about, well, I'm not gonna care uh, most of, or at least I'm not gonna focus rather on what other people will say, will, how they will how will they react, how they absorb or perceive my own decision. So long as I make myself happy. In a way, there are so many things that uh, looking back at my own processing before, had I also practiced mindfulness before, there may have been other decisions that uh, especially outcomes in the past that would have been different, that would have been more favorable, that would have entailed not hurting other people or stepping to somebody else's toes because I was like that. I was careless. I... Unlike Zai, who would want to prefer calculated risks, I was like, okay, come what may, or let's see what happens next. Not not so keen on planning, not so keen on, on organizing my life, my decisions, my way of thinking, and how everybody else around me will perceive me and how they will react. And how it is, normally, if you don't realize, if you are not careful enough and mindful enough to see through these decisions, what you don't know is that Every single time that you process a thought and then you decide on things and more so you act on it, it's like you put out an energy in the universe that will create ripples and ripples and ripples of outcome. And that is what is stated in the first example that I mentioned. Considering the law of the golden rule, you do not do unto others what you don't want to be done unto you or considering the law of karma. Or literally just considering as simple as cause and effect. One thing is for sure, what's true is that when we think of something, we are already putting more energy into it. But more so, if our decisions are gonna gear towards manifesting our thoughts, and then you act on it, it already strengthens the energy for you to attract that kind of energy. So in the first example, if you want to put out, it's in, in in Zai's perspective, she wants to trust. Uh, she wants to trust that she can make it in Singapore initially. That she wants to go get and grab that opportunity, but she wants to make it happen. So she puts so much so much trust on her capacity to adapt, so much capacity to keep trusting her own own abilities, and in return, how you know how she became very resilient with that decision and now has started finally enjoying even promotion even a growth in her career it's because she was banking on the trust that i will trust to get this i will trust to get this opportunity and bank on my my will to loving more of this decision and that's eventually it's gonna happen But let's dig deeper into that because maybe, and especially if you listen, if you listen to the law of uh, the secret, let's focus on the secret. Because in the secret, they would always say that, and and this is something that Zai mentioned, visualizing. A part of you um, developing these plans, you have to visualize it. You have, in, 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 in Zai's own experience, she even had the opportunity to write down her goals. For you? I always
2: do that. Mm-hmm. Um, be- start of the year.
1: Yep. Oh, it's a, it's a regular
2: thing. Yes. So you have to build it because okay. at the end of... I always do it at the end of the year because it's a, both a closing and an opening. Mm-hmm. So it's closing. So you have to be grateful for what has been. And mm-hmm. then now you open yourself up to what can be. Mm-hmm. So the, all the possibilities the blessings the opportunities so writing what had been in the past even if it was a hard year you see little sparkles of blessings all around so you list the good and the bad and then you will definitely see that oh but i breathe this day but i live mm-hmm. i live i survive that and mm-hmm. then when you open up yourself to planning or visualizing or attracting what you want for the year uh, for the year to come right
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's saying i am more resilient so i think i can do this so mm-hmm. at the at the beginning of the year you're um thankful
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're you're more positive so i think that helps mm-hmm. you're, you're you're more grounded because you You just came from a year that's either beautiful or sad, but experiences ground you. So Mm. now from where you are, you can take off to anywhere.
1: I have a question though, because I love everything. Because you know what? Um, It may come off as that, but you know, in the way Zai is doing her, it's like an annual thing she mentioned, because it's like closing the year with your reflection and then embracing what will be and banking on your your own experiences from... Uh, the previous year. My question is, was there a time that when you started looking back on what the year has brought you, was there anything on your list that you realized you weren't able to succeed on? A lot. Wow. Yeah,
2: 2016 was a pretty bad year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, majority of the failures that I have had and then bad decisions, bad planning, and then I think it was a year that I wanted to be more selfish of who I am because I, I feel like I've been open to a lot of people. I've been uh, pretty giving to everyone and yet I felt like there was nothing being returned. So you were expecting too much of the world mm-hmm. and because of that, I thought that It's time for me. But the more you close yourself off, since Mm -hmm. no energy is going out, no Mm -hmm. positive vibes is being shared around, nothing will come back to you. So I was very reserved in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Blessings wise, time Mm -hmm. with friends and all that. So it was a year where I've listed a lot of plans and majority of them did not happen.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel? And what was your motivation the following year when you when you came to your list and you realized you know what none of majority of this didn't materialize? But what was your thinking then when you're starting a new year?
2: It was basically me saying okay, <laughs> so it doesn't work when you don't share anything. <laughs> 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 Nothing comes back to someone who does not put out anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So with that, I changed my view wherein. Um, everything that I do has an equal action of gratitude. So wow. this one, if I get this, I will give this out. If I get this, this is what will happen for either the people around me or the people closest to me or people I think who needs the help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or people who I think are, are worthy of being helped.
1: Wow. You know what? I, I like how you position it that way. But one thing, if you're going to realize what Zai did differently, if you're going to analyze what she said, she mostly said, when she received these things and when she checked her list, majority of it is not so favorable. One thing is for sure, what first thing that she, she said, she changed. There is something that changed. The change of perspective, the change of goals, it's like literally like this one. So if you're, if you're, if you're doing archery, you say, and every goal of an archer is to hit the bull's eye, of course, and maybe you prepare before you, before you release that bow, and I mean, that, that, that arrow, and then you, you, of course, you prepare your stance, of course, you, go, you focus and everything, and then once you're ready to release that bow and you didn't hit the bull's eye, of course, it's natural that if the goal is to hit the bull's eye and if in that stance you didn't get it right, it's only right that you change your stance, change something, and tweak the way you focus your attention to getting the bull's eye. Because imagine this. If on the first hit, you are not successful and you do not change anything with your approach, your style, and your focus, you will end up getting the same. And that is what the law of attraction is, is, is about. So if you, if you try something, you put out an energy. You focus on that energy. And then you wait for an outcome why because the universe and built is built that way it's always built in the idea of cause and effect when you do something one way or another that energy that you put out shall always come back to you it's like always in accounting when you when you do a debit there's always an equal action of credit it always is partnered it will never happen that you will release one energy and then you will not get it back and it's the same idea now, in the, in the goal of archery, until such time that you keep changing your focus, changing your stance, changing the way you approach your goals, and then that's the only time that you will get the developments and improvements. And look at how Zai has, has gone through now. Look at the, 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 way of the, the way she processes, plans, and organizes her thoughts, her goals, revisiting everything. It's always a constant decision that you have to make to constantly reassess where you are. So that you will have an honest self-check of the progress that you're making. Because otherwise, if you're not self-aware, only in your actions, you won't find the root cause. Why you are, because here's the thing. If you keep doing that, you will find yourself in a pattern. Continuous. uh, Less being mindful of these patterns. These patterns will progress into cycles. Now, these cycles, continuous, Less mindfulness of things and your actions and your thoughts and your decisions it will become a vicious cycle until you will finally end up just saying that you're not the luckiest person in the world. Maybe you'll, most likely you will think yourself differently. That instead yeah. of you believing in your own capacity, you would see yourself less. More so, the least thing you would want to expect you telling yourself is that you are not worth it. Yes, that all of your, it's like you're saying that, you know, I've, I've done everything, but I always end up getting the same. And then if you're not careful enough to slice through every thought, every decision, and how you always act on it, and again, it always entails honesty. I'd the, 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 the process, I'm so happy that when, when Zaid came up with, with how she processed everything, because you can also find the same explanation in our desire for love. What Zai did in that is an example of how she loved herself, how the concept of self-love and what you also deserve. As a person, as an individual who works hard, as an individual who plans better, who would want to aim for greater good, you can discover that with also loving yourself and that you focusing on your worth, focusing on your capacity and your ability to rise above. This is also honestly described... Um, perfectly in our desires, uh, the love, uh, the desire for love episode. If you haven't, if you haven't um, listened to that episode, you may feel free to go listen to our episode for the desire of love. That's exactly what we discussed there. So I'm happy that Zai is already using that as a very good foundation because you know what, Zai, I also felt, I also was in that kind of situation because you know how it is. It also comes with being selfless. It comes for someone who works hard but has so much love for the people around you, for the people you care for. It always comes with it. But also, just like how we would like to give out or share our blessings, it is only but necessary for us to replenish our own. The fullness, that's what I mentioned earlier. The fullness is always going to be available when you know how to allow yourself to be full again. And again, just like how Zai did, she took action on the, uh, took responsibility and took action on what she believed she also deserves without compromising, of course, the guilt, the possible feeling of guilt. Because, you know, sometimes it comes with that mentality that if you've given this much and then you start thinking that you would want to give something for yourself, and then there would comes a time that you would feel a little guilty that hmm, maybe I'm not giving enough. Maybe I'm being selfish. But you know what? It is part of it. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. I'm not saying that you sharing is absolutely uh, going to put you in danger. It's not that. It's always finding the balance in everything. So thank you, Zai, for, for, for sharing your own experiences for that. But I will open another, another way to discuss because how about us fully focusing on on the book, The Secret? Uh, I'll mention something or maybe a scenario that we can think of when we think of the concept of the secret because in the book The Secret, what is evident there is that just like what Zai did, visualization, planet. If you have your goals, list down, list down your, your goals in a piece of paper wherein you can easily revisit those goals, get yourself checked, assess, reassess every single time so that you would know where you are versus your goals. That is what the concept of the secret uh, the secret is. So it's they're saying you whatever your goals are, claim it. It's over. claim it. Visualize that you
0: already have it. There's there's actually a formula that Mm -hmm. the secret mentioned. It's it's really short. Mm -hmm. And you think that it's easy to do because there are just three steps to receiving. Oh, what are those three steps? Yes. First, you have to ask. Okay? So ask for whatever. You have to believe. That's the second one. You have to believe that Mm -hmm. it's there. You have to believe that it's yours already. Okay? And last is... You receive it okay mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. just three simple steps but i think there's something more to that because it's 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 really hard to master you know believe I know, in, I know. like the second step in particular believe <laughs> yeah believe you you really have to master that because how do you stay positive and is it yes. in a positive attitude like like what yes. i did He she became brilliant before she came to that point yeah once he she can no longer feel any any resentment, any any regret about what happened to her. And that's mm-hmm. that's for me, it's already a mastery. That's why mm-hmm. she's been attracting all the positive things right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I, I actually split the the second uh step, believe, mm-hmm. into several more steps. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you 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 ask, okay, and then you believe. And then how do you believe? That's the big question. So yep. The first one is to set a condition and perform. Mm. So this, mm. this is the part when you start visualizing. So you want to write it down. You want to um, cut a picture from a magazine, post it on your wall. Okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that would always remind you.
1: Of your of goal? Your goal is. Of your goal, yes. yeah.
0: Yes. Some, some people even keep stones in their pockets just to remind them that they have to, yeah, I have this goal. Okay, let's not step out of the path. Because well, it strengthens your mindset. And this is a form of sacrifice. Setting a condition and performing it is a sacrifice. Okay, Because you have to give up something. You have to do something. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are expecting something in return. Right? Mm-hmm. Like what Napoleon Hill said, self-importance comes out of fervent expectations. Right. If you can remember, in the past, people made animal sacrifices whenever it's yes. for a blessing so it's pretty much the same thing we don't we don't really have to kill anyone or anything <laughs> like we don't really, but it's 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 actually the formula okay we we are finally getting to it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now the next one on how to believe is gratitude mm-hmm. yes. you always have to be grateful okay it, yes it, it keeps you aligned to this positive feeling Okay, it keeps you up uh, to the positive frequencies of the universe. Like, uh-huh. All of us are connected. You see, it works like this intentions are being given out through the head. Uh-huh. Our heads are antennas. Actually, our whole body is an antenna, but uh-huh. the head is the highest point of a human. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's giving out frequencies. Whenever you pray, whenever you meditate, intentions in the form of frequencies go upward. And then, the universe literally hears what your mind says. Okay? Mm-hmm. You pray for something, you are angry about something, the universe hears you. And it automatically conspires to give you what you deserve based on what you are thinking. Okay? So it's, it's always important to, be grat- uh, to, to feel gratitude all the time. The last one is maintain your positivity. Like what Zai did. Mm-hmm. I have to become resilient no regrets mm-hmm. it happened already mm-hmm. I'm good with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm expecting something in return okay? I'm wow. expecting something that I deserve okay? mm-hmm. so that's basically it after believing is receiving right I added another step be grateful again Zaid told us about the friends that she would like to share the blessings with that's a form of gratitude giving back is a form of gratitude mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the exact formula mm-hmm. on how to attract.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because you have mentioned this, step, how about we link it to how the initial explanations I've given it. Let's put a more realistic structure on that. But I will piggyback on that idea. But I like how you structured that formula really well. And, and let's make it more applicable in our daily lives, okay? And considering that we are going to attract, manifest, making the secret happen in our daily lives. Because in the question, you have to believe. And there are times, and just like, what if you were in Zai's, uh, Zai's shoes? That's a little tongue twister. <laughs> Zai's shoes back in 2016 when she mentioned that. In 2016, she did a look back and, and her what the year was, and she yeah. said that list, she saw a lot of, well, it's not so favorable. But then, what made Zai believe? Because that's in the key. You have to believe. It's not just about thinking positively. It's not just about you pushing everything, all the dust under the rug. And then you will say, I believe. I will not see whatever's under the rug. I believe that. <laughs> so it's not like that, right? But how do we make it realistic as a good step so that we will help all of our listeners? Okay, so... Let's say, and, and this is banking on, that whatever energy you put out shall always come back to you. Let's bank on that idea. Light attracts light. Darkness attracts darkness. Let's bank on that idea. So you know how it is that there are some, when you make these decisions, and most likely these are your, what normally goes inside your mind when you process your decision making. Let's put more context to that. So you know how it is that when you are faced to make a decision and you are forced to, okay, do I turn left? Do I, do I turn right? What's the best decision for me? And then you find yourself in a decision wherein, You'd commonly hear this. Either it can be a love problem, it can be a problem to your career, it can be these challenges that you're encountering, no matter how big or small, it always ends up, if you're uncertain, it's a case of, my heart says yes, but my mind says no, or the opposite. Or basically, you can look at it as if you are half-hearted. Basically, you're half-hearted. You just don't know what the right decision will be. A part of you would agree that this, is, that this decision is something that you should take. But a part of you is a little too hesitant to take action on it. So normally, let's be clear on one thing. The heart feels what it feels. The heart is the most honest part of our body. In fact, when you feel an emotion, let's say you're feeling happy. Of course, the body will react the same emotion that your heart is feeling. So if, if your, your, your heart is feeling happy, the reaction of your body will either make you smile or make you laugh because it's, it's that staying true to that emotion, that energy. On the other hand, let's say, let's, let's put a little twist to it because in the concept of my heart says yes, my mind says no. Let's put a more structure on that. Let's say that, um, let's say you're grieving. Let's say you're disappointed and then you're grieving and that your heart is full of heartache. It's so much in pain and suffering. And then being the very truthful heart that we all have as human beings, your heart will tell you, okay, what's this I'm feeling? I'm really feeling low, disappointed. I'm grieving. And then your your mind will start telling you, actually... You're, you're feeling this, let me remind you why you are feeling this. And then you did find yourself that you're starting to recall some memories or maybe your mind will feed you with the actual situation, why you're feeling such. That's how, what's, what's, what's going on inside our body. That's how they communicate. The heart will just feel, our mind will let us know why by presenting memories, by presenting us the details why. So the heart will ask the mind, okay, you're correct. This is the reason why I'm feeling this. So, what do we do? What do we do when we feel this? And then the mind will give you two options. Okay, I'll, let's. How about we put more context into it? Let's say I'm an artist. I'm an artist, but um, I'm sad. I'm an artist, but I'm sad. I'm a little depressed. So the heart says the art. The heart of the artist says, okay, what do depressed artists do? And then your mind will tell you, well, you're an artist. If you're an artist, how about you express through art? Okay, your, your heart will agree. Okay, let me express that through art. So you, maybe you are someone who creates paintings. So you started painting, but reflecting and staying true with that own emotion. In this case, you're depressed. You painted something dark. You painted something that depicts loneliness. You depicted something that resonates pain and suffering. And at the end of the day, We have that masterpiece. You are sad. You are depressed. You are staying true to your emotions. But your mind said you can channel this through art, and you did. At the end of the day, you have a work of art. On the other hand, I'm an artist, and I am depressed. Okay, what do depressed artists do? And then your mind will say, you're correct. You are an artist, but remember, you are depressed. So it's only but right for you to wallow. Just make sure that you don't do anything in a day. Avoid everybody. And if you can only eat sweets, pick the best one. Go for ice cream. Put more chocolate into it. And At the end of the day, even if you're an artist but you're feeling depressed, instead of you channeling it through art, you didn't decide to channel it through art. But instead, you wallowed. But you ate good ice cream. You put so much chocolate in it. That's equally rewarding. On the other hand, you are an artist but you are very excited. Okay, now the, 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 the excited artist's heart would ask the mind, okay, what do excited First, why am I excited? Oh, okay, the mind will tell you. Actually, you have a trip to Japan tomorrow. So, what do excited artists do? And then the mind would say, okay, you're excited. You're an artist. How about you start channeling your emotions through art? And then your heart said, okay, let me paint something bright, something exciting, something fun. Or maybe depict whatever I'm going to expect in tomorrow's trip and see what's going to happen. And then at the end of the day, you have this amazing masterpiece. On the other hand, I'm an artist who's very excited, but because I have a Japan trip going tomorrow. So the heart will ask the mind, okay, what do excited artists do? Well, you're an artist, but remember you're going to Japan. Did you pack your bags yet? I was like, oops, I haven't done anything. So as much as I wanted you to do painting, you know, you have to pack your bags. You have to be ready for tomorrow's trip because after all, it's an exciting thing to do. Plan your outfit. Plan your OOTD. Everything must be matchy. At the end of the day, you don't have a masterpiece. Let me remind you with these four situations. Only two situations, technically. Both situations, happy or sad, you have a masterpiece. On the other hand, happy or sad, you don't have a masterpiece. So, what's the question there? What is the underlying message here? Regardless of what life disposition, what emotion that your heart will always say true at, you always have a choice on what you will do with these emotions. Would you choose to be productive or would you choose to do the opposite? At the end of the day, it's always a choice. Now, let's bank on what the structure, how do we make it better? If we, if we are ending up in a situation where in my heart says yes, my mind says no, I'll give you a more realistic situation here. So let's say you know that turning left and turning right is something that your mind and heart will always disagree on. Know this, if your mind and heart does not agree, most likely, if you need to take action on it, what if it's time-bound? What if you need to make this decision right away? So one thing is for sure, you are going to be forced to make a decision. But my, my mind and heart are not agreeing. One thing is for sure, if you subject yourself to it, you are also subjecting yourself to take risks. Risks that may turn out positive maybe the opposite. So every single time, that if it's a good, it turns out favorable, of course, hallelujah, love it, very good, good job, you know. But if it's the opposite, you may tend to feel so off about yourself and see yourself differently. So what do we do? The best way for you, or at least a very easy step for you to decide if you should subject yourself or not, is to make sure that your both mind and heart would agree. Either it's a hard yes or either it's a hard no. For example, you know how it is, it's so simple and you would know that your mind and heart are agreeing when it whenever that let's say you are presented with this decision it's going to be an easy decision if your both mind and heart are agreeing but on the other hand it will take time for you to assess and balance things out if they are disagreeing all the time and that's one of the reasons why you cannot reach an answer because both of them are still debating. So first step is to make sure that your mind and heart aren't agreeing. Either it's a hard yes or either it's a hard no. And if it's time about, you find yourself that it's, uh, you're still disagreeing, just do know that you are subjecting yourself to risks. So that's formula number one. Next, if, again, following through, the light attracts light or what we, energy we put out shall come back to us right away. So what we do, if we come up with a hard decision, so what's we're going to do? Okay, so that's the thought. Is it a yes or is it a no? Let's make, put more context in this. Let's make it more realistic. Okay. So how about we are stuck in heavy traffic and our decision is, hmm, do I stay angry or do, we, uh, do I become patient? Would I put out an energy of anger or would I become patient instead? What's the decision to make? And then, Let's say they're not disagree let's say your mind and heart are disagreeing, then you're putting yourself at risk. Maybe if you're gearing towards being angry, and then, you know, when you're angry, there are times that someone else will absorb that. More often than not, you're also going to engage in an argument, or you're going to engage in another angry person, another angry energy. or if hallelujah, if you didn't. right? But for you. For you to say that you've made a better decision, just make sure that it will be both yes. Yes, I will be patient. Let's see, let's see. I'll be patient, I'll be patient. Okay, and then what happens? You just need to wait for the outcome. That's always the the cause. What will happen if, let's say, okay, someone cut me off. I was driving and someone cut me off. For me to say that that's a good decision, both my mind and heart should say yes. Okay, someone cut me off. This car started cutting me off. And of course, what a person, what an offer po- person this is. So your heart is saying, you're going to ask your heart, do you feel disappointed? Do you feel that this person has, got it, has done you wrong? Do you think you deserve to get even? You're, and your heart says, absolutely, because this person offended you. You know what? You deserve it. You deserve to get even. And then your mind agrees. You know what? This person did, really did not follow their rules. And you know what? Logically speaking, this person did you wrong. So, I thought when we said both your mind and heart should agree. And then if they agree, then make the decision. Don't make the decision just because they agree. That's the second formula. Just like what Zy said. How about the greater good? So, you ask yourself, if your mind and heart will agree on that action, next thing that you will ask, is there greater good in this? If I put out this energy and it, come back, it comes back to me, and it will always will, it will always come back, will I okay to receive that equal amount of energy? And that means if I put out energy of anger, and anger shall come back to me, will I be okay with it? Will I be accepting the anger that the energy I put out will always come back to me? Will I be okay with it? So if the answer is no, then do not subject yourself to it. So the goal is, number one, make sure that your mind and your heart will agree. Number two, if they agree, ask yourself if you put out that energy and that energy comes back to you, will you be okay with it? So also, next step is that you have to accept that there is no such thing as just one solution for anything. One way or another, if you can't find a solution, all it takes is for you to be patient for you to be resilient, for you to trust on your own goals and on the greater good, and then wait for that right moment for you to get that both yes or both no, and then decide on it. But this is another scenario that normally happens. When you keep planning, you see how well you're organizing, you're starting to be mindful, you're starting to become very very resilient, you're starting to become patient. You do this, you do that, you do the planning, and then what normally happens what you expect to get in return is the total opposite. And then you're going to feel bad about yourself. And then you're going to tell yourself, wow, you subjected yourself with these planning, organizing, only to get another unfavorable result. And then you're going to feel bad about yourself again. Now, do know that the universe is not tricking you or the universe is just wishing to punish you through these outcomes. Remember, the universe is teaching us to be resilient, not just in one thing, but in everything. It's always going to make sure. It's always going to keep asking you if you are sure that you want to keep this mindfulness, you want to continue on being mindful, you want to continue on this good energy for you to fully say that you fully mastered it, just like how Zai's situation is. The universe will keep putting all those situations just to just to really show if you mastered it or not. Not that it wants to punish you. But it really wants to know if you finally learned the lesson, if you finally tried to rise above it by putting you in the same situation over and over and over, like practice makes perfect. And then remember, once you've become resilient, once you stay consistent to that, the law of attraction will finally happen. Same as now, how Zai is finally experiencing all the blessings. Retaining all the gratitude, the gratefulness by sharing all those blessings. But it's not that the universe is trying to punish her. It's not that in 2016, she was meant to be miserable. But the lesson there is for Zai to stay true to those goals. To keep changing her goals. Keep reassessing the way she processes things until now. She is now enjoying the resilience, the patience. All the hard work has finally paid off. It's only a thing that we need to realize. It comes with going inward again. When you go inward, how do you process things? How you assess, reassess? You push yourself to become resilient and be patient and never be too mad, angry, and see yourself differently if you encounter another challenge or another unfavorable situation. Be forgiving. Be forgiving to yourself. Accept that there are things that you need to learn in the process, and this is part of the process. And that is what the law of attraction is about.
0: Mm. In a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone got that <laughs> because it's really simple. Okay, again, we, we go back to self awareness, mm-hmm. we go back to being mindful. Just continue doing that, and then you attract the things that you want to. Gotcha. mm mm-hmm. That's
1: it. I've always known that if, if if it's gonna be this topic, it will and especially made it more special because Zaya is here. Very, very grateful. But yeah, as we I know we wanted to stick to like a, a little, but you know how this is me and sharing my own experience because you know what what I really am happy about is that when I shared these things. I really apply these things. And it's a way that I do my self-checks. It's always a way for me to do my reflections. Just like how did it? I mean, how Zai did it, each of us may have our own approach in assessing ourselves. But if you find yourself in a situation that you are not doing these assessments internally, that if you haven't started the mindfulness exercise that we are talking about, just being aware and mindful of how your thoughts, decisions, and actions are... It's the perfect time
0: to do so. That's right. So, I'm, go- I'm going to close this episode with a verse from the Bible. Okay, it's going to be from the Bible again. And this is something from Psalm chapter 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says a lot about being positive and mm-hmm. having what you want. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I'd like to thank Zai. For joining us. Okay. It didn't really took me long to convince her. <laughs>
1: wow. And it's meant that. And you know what? Again, this is this is making history in, in the consciousness show because again, for the first time ever, and our for the record, our very first guest in our show ladies and gentlemen we have zay varo we are very glad and grateful that you are sharing your energy with us today and this is again another milestone for the consciousness show and you are part of it we are truly yes. honored thank, <laughs> thank,
2: thank you thank you mark and wow
1: yes and of course for our listeners out there and, and again, we are—we have our email address so that if you have any comments and suggestions, you may go ahead and send those
0: those comments and suggestions in this email. And what's our email, pal? Show at gmail.com. And we also have our Instagram account.
1: And in our Instagram, that's at theconsciousnessshow. If you want, again, it's, it's a DM, not okay. a PM. <laughs> when is it going to be a PM? <laughs> it's a little different, I know. So you may send, if you want, if... if also, if you're in a situation where you feel like you need our spiritual advice and you are following us on Instagram, you may go ahead and send us a DM there. Also, in the future, if, if you would also want to be part of our episode, you may go ahead and contact us, reach us, send us an email, or reach us, send us a DM in our Instagram account. And let's talk about guesting you in our next episode. Let me take this opportunity to invite all of our listeners. If you are someone who wants to experience not just spirituality, but Reiki, and if you're an avid listener of the Consciousness Show since the first episode, as Master Paolo and I have always been advocating on Reiki, you may visit all of my social media accounts. I'm on Facebook and in Instagram. It's at Everyday Reiki with Marky, just one word. All of my monthly workshops are there. I have Reiki, and if you are also interested in divination, you would want to try intuitive Tarot reading. I also teach that. Just message me anytime, and I'll be happy to assist you.
0: Yes, the classes are amazing. Wow, thank yes, you. They you are. are. Yeah, we've, they been are. we've been there. Thank you so much. We appreciate your wisdom, Master. It really thank resonates you. with this show. Thank you, thank you. And with our listeners, too. So, on that note, We will see you next episode. Thank you so much again for listening. And Zai, again, thank you so much. Yes, thank Uh, you so much much for joining
1: us. Thank you, Zai. You're
2: welcome.
1: You made made history today. And for that, we're very (laughs) (laughs) grateful. All right, see you. Thank you again for listening. Mm -hmm.